Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. When the Supreme Court ruled in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, Justices O'Connor, Souter, and Kennedy wrote that abortion was necessary to assure women's capacity to participate equally in the economic and social life of the nation. Is that, in fact, true? Can that be measured? What kind of studies uh, have gone on to uh, support or uh, to uh, disconfirm uh, that statement? With me right now is Professor Teresa Collette. She's professor of law at the University of St. Thomas, where she directs the school's pro-life center. She's published numerous legal articles and co-edited a collection of essays exploring both Catholic, small c, and Catholic, large c, perspectives on American law. In 2009, she was appointed to the Pontifical Council for the Family, where she served until 2016. She's also served as a delegate to the International Conference on Population and Development. Professor Collette, good to have you with me. Thanks. I'm I'm delighted to be included. Thank you. Well, let's let's go to this. I remember early on when abortion was being discussed that it was common for uh, the women's movement of the day to argue that abortion, the freedom to abort, was necessary for women to have the kind of mobility they needed uh, to grow in business and corporate life. And I don't think that was part of Rose rationale. But by the time of 1992, in Casey v. Planned Parenthood, Supreme Court justices did incorporate that rationale into their support for abortion. Am I right? You are right. In fact, in 1972, or 73, when the Roe opinion was handed down, the rationale was that it was the medical privacy, if you will, between a physician and his patient it was really not even grounded in the woman's right as much as the rights of doctors to advise patients in the way that they saw fit. And so this shift to the idea that abortion is necessary for full equality between the sexes in 1972 uh, was quite a shift. Yeah. So th- this this uh, shift in argument, uh, I mean, my first impression would be that you shift your argument when you think your previous argument isn't very strong. Is that, is that what was going on? I think it absolutely <laughs> is what was going on. Yeah. I, I think the justices, Justice Blackman and the other vote, votes in row, honestly believed that the medical uh, profession would take seriously its duties to women and did not anticipate the sort of, you know, abortion industry that's grown up where the woman doesn't even meet, A, may never meet a physician because there are states in which other individuals can perform abortions, or B, certainly doesn't meet the physician until her feet are in the stirrups and they're ready to proceed with the abortion. So did they claim to have evidence that in order for women to have expanding opportunities, that uh, they'd have to have access to abortion. I mean, were there studies actually done to demonstrate that, or was that just assumed? It was It was assumed, and the only citation of authority that they gave, the only sort of proof or evidence they provided, was in a footnote to a book by a Marxist feminist scholar, <laughs> uh, certainly a view contrary to the Founding Fathers, right. when we're talking about interpreting the Constitution. But even more remarkably... The author, when you go actually look at the pages they cite or, and read the whole book, 
doesn't agree with their premise. Really? <laughs> she, she actually it sounds says like... that abort, the demise is fully in society, not that mm. abortion is what facilitates women participating more fully in society. So it just, I, whatever law clerk put that in the opinion, really did an injustice to the, <laughs> to the court. So. That is, that is, it's amazing sometimes to see these details. Uh, it kind of shakes, shakes up your sense of how the world works. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does indeed when it's this gross, gross an error. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, You've done studies, or you're at least aware of studies that have been done um, to try to demonstra- demonstrate that abortion was necessary for women's professional advancement. The first thing, I'd, before we go to those, though, I want to know, when, when did women um, really begin to enter the workforce uh, and begin to consider uh, professional advancement. I mean, you get the impression that no women were doing that until, you know, the the sisterhood of you know the, the of the the second wave feminists were about. But women must have been advancing before that. Absolutely, and in fact, in a recent op-ed that Bloomberg uh, published for me, I make the point that Rosie the Riveter did more to advance women's participation in the market and in industry than any plaintiff in any abortion case ever, including Jane Roe. Um, It's simply, I mean, if you recall, of course, uh, from your history lessons, the the country relied on women to run all sorts of industrial complexes because all our men were in Europe or in the Pacific Ocean fighting. So women, you know, our first... It was fascinating to me to think about the fact that our Frances Perkins was our first female cabinet member, and she was Secretary of Labor during some of the darkest years of the Depression. So the That's idea right. that women didn't hold positions of authority and were not engaged in the public square is just laughable. Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I just, it's, again, amazing to me how these narratives develop Uh, and then sustain themselves because, again, there's plenty of evidence that women uh, before abortion uh, were, again, uh, entering the workforce and moving forward with education and advancing professionally. Uh, Do you have studies that actually indicate there is no reliable correlation between access to abortion and women's uh, advancement economically or socially? That is, in fact, the project we undertook for our brief. We represented 240 women scholars and professionals. And with 50 years, roughly 49 years since the Supreme Court opinion in Roe, at the time we were briefing, you had a, a broad body of data on women's participation in the workforce, women's wages, women uh, achieving uh, college degrees, women achieving graduate degrees, women in law, women in medicine, women in the legislature. But no one had bothered to actually do a a one-to-one correlation between the position of women on all these markers that are commonly used to determine whether women are advancing in society, at least economically and educationally, and 
correlate it with the abortion rate and the abortion ratio. Mm-hmm. And so we produced uh, those tables, and we used only government data uh, because we didn't want it to be infected by political bias. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we correlated that data, created the tables, and actually provided them to the court as an appendices to our brief so that the court themselves, members of the court, could you know, fact check us if they wanted. Right, right. And today, we, there has not been any uh, successful, serious criticism other than the criticism that some economists make that uh, we ignore data that compounds both contra- access to contraception and abortion. Oh. Well, you know, Griswold versus Connecticut, the case that created a constitutional right of married couples to access contraception was not at issue in this case. And as Justice Alito says in the majority opinion, abortion is a very different sort of uh, behavior. Yes. And even the church recognizes the taking of the innocent life in abortion yes. uh, increases the gravity in its teaching. So, um, so we, we took the contraception question out and simply looked at abortion data. Um, and so far, it's stood up pretty well to a lot of attempts to criticize. It. Yeah, that's great. I, did the uh, did the justices uh, cite your your study at all? They did, which is you know, as a lawyer, that's a great honor to have the court. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, they relied on <laughs> on your arguments and forming its opinion. So um, we were delighted to be cited in the majority opinion. Uh, let me flip it then and ask. Um, is there any evidence that uh, abortion disadvantages women uh, professionally and socially? There is some evidence. Um, it is not strong enough, and we are quite clear in our brief. Uh, we we have not that was not the focus of our inquiry, although it it revealed itself as we were working through the materials. Um, there is evidence that it has retarded the sort of modifications in the workplace that need to occur to fully accommodate women. Oh. Uh, Explain that well, a little bit, yeah. So we passed the uh, Pregnancy Discrimination Act uh, in part to deal with the problems of, and there were, you know, in the 1950s, a, a school teacher, married school teacher, uh, once she became pregnant and right. began to show her fourth, fifth, sixth month, yep. she was asked to quit teaching right. and lost her job. And so there are some, there were some real uh, discriminations made. Mm-hmm. And so, but what we've found is that pregnancy, pregnancy discrimination has continued apace and by some of the largest corporations in the country. So, for example, just three years ago, the New York Times, hardly a pro-life publication, right, <laughs> did a front-page expose on all of these large national firms that disadvantage women once they, you know, tell their employers that they're pregnant. Wow. We also see it happening in educational establishments. Uh, there are uh, our daughter. One of our daughters went to uh, a very prominent Catholic institution for her graduate degree in nursing, and because she planned ahead and told them that 
now next semester I'll be pregnant, but uh, you know I have these sorts of responsibilities. They they forced her to take the semester off, whereas the young women in her class that that were not as forthright got to graduate a semester. Interesting. Wow. Um, Unfor- so, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, we're out of time. That is fascinating. I hope we can uh, discuss this further in the future. Uh, but uh, I'd be delighted. yeah, thank you, Professor Collette. Uh, very helpful. Uh, Professor Teresa Collette will have a, a link to their brief 